0: Episode 71 of the Inside Jogging Podcast, big week coming at you again. We'll go through the news, do our usual segments, training talk, and answer some listener questions, probably for the next 60 or 70 minutes. Hopefully not as long as the nearly two-hour show that I had to edit down last week. But first of all, in a week where it's announced that people in the UK will be paid to turn off their appliances during peak hours, let me introduce my co-host this evening, whose gym will be thankful that he's allowed to run again. I won't be putting them into debt with his overuse of the cross trainer. How's things, Josh?
1: Yeah, not not too bad. Not too bad. Back running actually today. uh for the first time. So it was a pretty pretty boring week actually. So I, I went to physio last week. Well, I went to the went to the cinema. I was just telling you boys actually before we started. Went to see Avatar, but have you ever been to um one of the 4DX cinema? You get like um, water yeah, mental. Like it was, it was actually class because it's nah. like a three. Hour, it's a three-hour film, and I thought, oh, three hours. I do not have the attention span for that,
0: but actually, it was pretty good fun. Go on, Shane. I'd recommend.
2: It's, it's probably not going to be twenty thirty-five until Lincoln gets one of those, mate. Why
0: well, I thought <laughs> they already have it? That it's just people from the air spitting and <laughs> blowing on the front row. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, other than that, uh,
0: yeah, I didn't run, so pretty boring week really. Okay, well, let's welcome my other co-host this evening, who you just heard from. Um, it actually turns out he hasn't changed much in the last decade. I was busy scrolling through the archives of Facebook this week, and I saw two statuses, which pretty much could be from this year. One The first one was, 80 miles done this week, standard. And the second was, I need to get better. So, Shane, what do you prefer, yourself in 2011 or yourself today?
2: Definitely the twenty eleven, because um, I could get away with drinking alcohol more then.
0: Do you know what's funniest about because I was scrolling through looking for pictures of us wearing old shoes, which I put on Instagram, and it reminded me back in twenty eleven of statuses on Facebook where you had to say Shane is doing something. Some of the statuses are embarrassing, aren't they?
2: They are. Um, they deserve a book. A lot of them. They'd probably get a lot of people arrested nowadays. uh but most He's... of all they they're just terribly embarrassing aren't they? These kids these kids with
0: TikTok don't understand it.
2: <laughs> do you do you ever wonder if these kids with TikTok and Josh will um look back in 20 years time and be like I can't believe I made that video.
1: Yeah, I, I to so. be fair, to be fair, I have never made a TikTok and I will never make one. But it's very good if you get bored and you just aimlessly want to do something if you want to kill three hours then
0: yeah I think, I think me and Eliza watched 90 minutes of cat videos every day. that was <laughs> good fun right so we're going to some training weeks do you know what Josh we'll kick off with you because yours will be the shortest I imagine unless you can send yeah. it out so give us an update on yeah how you came off the back of Valencia an 10k and, and that little fall you had yeah, so, um, uh, I was pretty pretty battered and bruised, uh,
1: for the first few days. Um, my knee, my knee was pretty sore, so I had physio booked in anyway uh, on Thursday, which is quite fortunate So I have I have this weird thing in my ankle, and I think this is a, a, what kind of set my Achilles off last year, where it, it's really really strange where if you were to pull my ankle, it feels like it's almost not connected. And my physio basically kind of like, it's the same equivalent, he said, is when you, you know, when you click your knuckles, it's basically the same as that. But if if I don't, if I go a long time without having that done, it starts to um, aggravate my Achilles a little bit. So I tried to get him at least once a month to see him to sort of sort that out, um, which is a side note. So it's just good timing, really. Um, so yeah, I didn't do anything Monday to Thursday. I saw him just eating ibuprofen, like their sweets and, I can't. Do you know what? I can't even put ibuprofen gel on my knee because it was like open. Um, so that was yeah, a bit annoying. My hip got better pretty quickly. It was like probably two, three days, and it was that was back to normal. Um, my knee, as it kind of scabbed over, it, it increased the range of movement. Like the first few days, it felt every time I sort of got to the extremity of the range, it was just like cracking again. Um, and that's why I didn't cross change straight away. Um, and then my rib actually wasn't so bad, but the last couple of days it's got a little bit sore. I think I slept funny one day. Um, but anyway, my physio was pretty happy actually. Well, not happy, but w- with what could have happened, he thought I'd got off pretty lightly sort of how hard I'd fallen because, yeah, my knee was pretty swollen. So he had no concerns me starting to cross train. So I cross trained uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Rob said, Basically, max 90 minutes because I was going to, my suggestion was going to be probably a fair bit more than that. But he was like, no, no more than 90. So I did 90 on Friday, 90 on Saturday. And I actually did 60 on Sunday. Um, I felt a little bit tired because I went quite hard on the cross trainer on Friday. Do you know what? I found I was going crazy. Like, i could, basically, I could go for a walk. So I went for a walk like an hour a day. I just, I this, you've been around the house, I bounced off balls, I had so much energy. Um, so yeah that's that's that really the one thing was my back when um my physio was manipulating my back it was that was really tight so I wanted that done but it was like a because my ribs were sore to manipulate my back you had to put pressure on my ribs so that was um just a little bit dodgy but it it was like that the ribs take sort of priority there so but actually it was fine it that um eased off so yeah so that was um That was last week, really. So back running today, but my ribs were quite sore. Um, So I'm not going to do any sessions for the next few days, at least. Just going to try an easy run and see how that feels. But annoying. Was that that sore? Were your ribs sore with the movement or like the impact? Uh, I think breathing. I think it's either. I don't think it's, I don't think my ribs fractured because it didn't feel that bad last week. But when I slept funny one night, I feel like I put a bit of pressure on some something around it, and it doesn't like it. And one thing I did notice is when my back got manipulated, it felt a lot better instantly. So I feel like something's just—I don't know if it was tugging on a muscle or something. I feel like it's the muscles in between my ribs, basically. And I think they're just bruised, or oh, something's bruised in there. So it was, yeah, it was because I haven't obviously been breathing that heavy a week. I probably didn't notice it as much, but then. Today I did notice this a bit more. Does,
2: does this mean you're always breathing heavy on your easy yeah. runs?
0: <laughs> well, no more he- heavier than walking around the house. <laughs> yeah, but so on the cross trainer, did it not hurt at all? You said you no, not guard. really.
1: Yeah, I, I think it. I hadn't noticed it until I did notice it on Sunday. Uh, not cross training, just like general moving around the house, and it it seemed like well, since I war- uh, warmed up. As I woke up, um, so that's what makes me think I maybe slept funny, but I don't know. Yeah, potentially
0: you might have aggravated it going going hard on the
1: Friday, I don't know. No, I don't think so. It was literally when I woke up, it was like noticeably different. On Sunday? Yeah, Sunday morning. Um, um, so yeah, so I'm just like I'm fin and like tiger balm on it.
0: There's nothing, nothing that can be done, is there, even if it is broken? No, that's why I, I I'm not maybe gonna bother checking
1: is there, makes no difference
0: is there any damage it can cause if you train on it and it is broken
1: well I guess you punch your lung or some I guess if it's bad but this yeah. is obviously not that bad uh, no I think it's fine it's just I I'm pretty sure it's just bruised I um, like my physio didn't seem so concerned about how it sort of felt and looked so from that I would say it's not so bad
0: so we are 13 weeks from london
1: right
0: Uh, i think we are
1: yeah i think so i'm just looking on training pizza well i've got so i've got half six weeks time and yeah 13 weeks yesterday is london yeah um but like i'm not so concerned because the bulk of the training doesn't really start until sort of eight weeks out now not loads of time yeah but like you know what I'm like. Like day by day, I was thinking, "Oh my god, I'm so upset. Like Wednesday, I was thinking, oh, "I'm gonna to have to start this whole build up again." Like <laughs> I genuinely, think... that's how my mind works.
2: You, you just have to be confident that, you know, the training you've put in. I mean, I'm just looking at your Strava now. Pretty much since what October, your training has been pretty consistent. Pretty Shane,
1: I, I had not missed a day off. I haven't missed a day of running since August. Exactly. That's why I was really annoyed.
2: So you just got to be confident that you know you, you. It's that's a lot of training load to absorb, and at least you probably it sounds like you come up, looking at you know how your knee looked actually at, at the race, and uh, the fact that your knee and hip doesn't hurt is probably really good news. Um, if anything, you sound this sounds weird. You'd probably rather crack a rib that you know is just going to take time to heal. If it's a small crack, it might be painful, but it's it's not really going to get worse unless somebody unless you fall over again. Um, you probably off, say that. You probably come, yeah, don't fall, mate. <laughs> um you probably go off pretty lightly. And hopefully, if you can just easy run this week, next week pop in some tempo work and you might, you know, probably again you've had a, a break at probably the right time because you've still got plenty of time left. So yeah. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm that's what I'm hoping it is.
2: Yeah, awesome. Good.
0: Well, let's move on to you then, Shane. You were hoping to top the the leaderboard once again this week, and I think you've probably done it. So let's go Monday to Sunday.
2: So Monday to Sunday. So I'll start at the end again. I finished on, I think, about 81 miles, which was good. So that's me back to my 2011 levels, and we'll probably be the same in 2033. So basically, Monday to Wednesday was all easy running. Um, The Monday run... And Tuesday morning run was when we were still in Valencia. Now, Valencia had that windstorm on Sunday night and Monday, and it was absolutely brutal. So I woke up uh, Monday to some very high winds. I really didn't want to run. Um, But it was a bit like the opposite to the UK. We used to hear it being like average wind. You turn up to the track and it's like fucking gale force. So we got outside, it's pretty windy. And as we were running, it was like, inverse it was like less windy when you were running compared to when you were stood there um so yeah that was pretty cool um so that monday was was 10 miles seven minute mile in. tuesday i thought well, i'll get a we'll get a 45 minute run done before we have to sort of pack up and go get a flight home that was horrible i i i, I hate morning running i felt horrendous the whole way I felt sick. I couldn't even eat much breakfast afterwards. And you know what? I'm like in a hotel when you got free breakfast, fill your boots. I think I had a small bowl of cereal. Awful. Um so then we had a, a day's travelling back. Um by the time i got back to Lincoln, I was pretty tired from driving. Um, so before when I dropped run off, before I went home, I was like, Oh, we might as well um get a run done now, otherwise I know I'll go home and I won't do it. So I did another just over 40-odd minutes. Um, So that was quite a struggle. So originally, I was thinking about doing a session on Wednesday, but just because of how tired I felt from the day before, I thought I'd just push that back a day. So another easy run on Wednesday. I felt a lot better. I did, however, run across some muddy fields, and I got a stitch (laughs) running across a field. (laughs) So that's not looking good, but uh, I'm just going to put that to one side and just hope it's because... I, I must have extremely
0: weak abs. And has Strava done you here? Because you ran ten miles exactly, sixty-nine fifty-nine, but it's giving you seven minute miling.
2: Well, on my watch, it came up as seventy minutes exactly, so solid. So Strava, if anything has maybe just done me done me a little solid, giving me that giving me that sub seventy.
0: That's that's Monday, Monday and Wednesday. That Shane's managed 7 Minute island on, on an easy run. Things are changing. I know.
2: I, I know. And, you know, you'd expect me to go into my session and feel awful, right? Well, well. Uh, Thursday, because it's, because it's, this is probably like my first proper week. Um, I know we had a race last week, but if I hadn't had a race, last week would have been a bit of a tester to see how I was feeling if I was ready to sort of get into full training. Um, when I've had breaks before, like when I had COVID the last few times, I don't think it's very sensible to get back and just go into sessions just because your body might feel good on a daily, on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll not talk about that. We'll get an argument. Um, so, uh, normally I'm like, right, I like a few tester sessions and just to see, also it's a good assessment to see if I've lost anything. Um So the plan was 40 minute tempo at my aerobic threshold, which your your aerobic threshold is, it's about your two to two and a half hour threshold. So for most of us, our sort of standard, it's going to be around about marathon effort or there, there thereabouts. If you're somebody who's running a marathon outside three hours, then it'll probably be a bit quicker than your marathon effort. Um, Now my heart rate strap has broke. So, I quite usually quite like heart rate data for this because it tells me quite a lot of information. Anyway, um, it was, obviously we've had cold weather, so it was a bit icy on the streets. Um, so we've got a cycle track that goes around our track that's a, a full lap is just under a mile. Um, so I worked, I, I measured it like on a sort of a route planner app to try and get it uh, like the shortest way around as possible. And it brought up like a, a five minute lap is about... Aaron, you what are you laughing at?
0: I've just laughed at the segments called the Aaron Scott loop.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the small lap.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I think it's because you did like a twenty-four mile session around there once, mate.
0: <laughs> <Probably>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love a short loop in there. Uh,
0: so yeah, we we ran around the Aaron Scott loop. Um, but yeah, it's a that that loop that you did the long loop. Yes, it's relatively flat is very open to wind so i don't think there's that many occasions where we've ran really really fast especially when you do that back loop it's quite dark as well isn't it there's no light
2: yeah it's pitch black i um (laughs) i nearly took some of my money out a few times i couldn't see the corners so i was just sort of guessing when i was turning Took me, it took me until about 30 minutes for my eyes to adjust um, but yeah, we just figured it's it's a bit the streets around there are also quite dark and a bit crap to run on. There's too much traffic. So we figured we'll just go around there. And I quite like it for in terms of a pace judgment because I'll know if I'm doing one lap, I'll just look at my lap split each time rather than look at my pace on a garment. Because when you're doing multiple loops, you, you can't trust it, really. Um so I worked out basically a five minute lap was about 530 mile-ish. Um, so we did that, but we started a bit quick and then got a bit quicker for the first four. So uh tried to wind it in for the second lot. So my lap splits for that was 4.54, 54, 51, 50. And then we dropped it back to 58, 54, 57 and 56. So that was probably about 5.23 mile in with a couple, maybe a mile and a half in the middle that was maybe a a touch under 5.20, which probably was a bit quicker than expected. But I felt really good, actually. Uh, Really, really good. So I was quite surprised at that. I thought I might have struggled a bit more at that effort. Um,
0: Was it Thursday night? Is this Thursday night? Wasn't that really
2: cold? It was really cold, but I'll tell you what, you mentioned the wind. It was absolutely perfect. There was no wind whatsoever. Um, So that was quite... I think what I've noticed is when we get this really cold weather the wind is quite minimal so i would take minus 4 over 10 degrees and typical wind any day
0: yeah as long as it doesn't get too icy
2: yeah i think as long as it's manageable and the surface of this like it's a cycle track so there was a there was a frosty section but it, it was still grippy like didn't didn't have an impact and um, then we jumped on the track afterwards and did some sort of comfortable 200 meter efforts of a sort of slow 200 meter jog and did those in 35-0, 35-6, 35-1, 35-2, 34-3. So, a big kick on the last one. Um, so, yeah, felt pretty good. I was disappointed not... I mean, I had a heart rate on the wrist, but um can never rely on a wrist stick, can you? So,
0: <laughs> No, you can't.
2: So, um, yeah, uh, I, was, I was quite happy with that because I felt pretty good. Um, Friday, yeah, nice slow run, felt fine. Yeah. Um, 7.24s back to my normal pace um, Saturday we did some hills so 10 by 30 second hills again so it, it sounds like pretty boring training because I just tend when I'm in this phase I tend to just repeat what I've done because it, it works for me if I'm honest so I felt pretty good on those hills but th- that was very cold I, I my hands were hurting it was that cold um, so yeah I was just sort of didn't really look at my watch for those we just do a typical lamppost to lamppost and then Sunday we had a nice big group for a long run, so two hours long. Um, sort of uh, we've taken a couple of the younger club lads under our wing so we can shape the athletes of the future. Um, chances are we'll probably put them off running and they'll 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 quit. But no, so that was nice to get a a group. I had waves of, I won't repeat the exact words in my diary, but I had waves of feeling fine and waves of not feeling fine so i don't know um probably just the fact that i got up a bit too late before it and it's my first two hour run in well probably about six weeks actually
0: yeah you, you said you got a few of the younger lads involved you also got a vet involved
2: we did we got lincolnshire's um vet veteran county champion uh mr matthew bowser so uh, I hear he's
1: doing london marathon
2: he he thinks he's doing london marathon i challenged him on this and i said i don't think you'll do it because you'll get bored <laughs> he's
1: already told me he's going to beat me <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> honestly wait, he, well he might do you gotta make it there first josh yeah very true and um, I'll, I'll I'll look for I'll go down and watch if you two are going to race
0: each other and start popping
2: out some five minute miles in like yeah. ten miles. We'll,
0: we'll get we'll get a little book on this at the side. Well, Mr. yeah, but... Mister Babs is one who likes to watch the marathons and watch people pop. So can't wait <laughs> till the roles are reversed.
2: He did say he said that one thing where it thinks will keep him going is the fact that he knows <laughs> we'll all be sat at home waiting for him to pop. <laughs> Okay. So, no, yeah, that'd be good. But actually, that'll be quite interesting to see him him do a marathon, actually. So I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to, to seeing him, seeing what he can do. Um,
0: so 81 miles. Solid 81
2: miles, week. solid week, really happy. Uh, I felt fine doing it. So hopefully get a couple of those back to back. And um, I'll probably just try and throw in some sessions where I can test a different component of fitness each week. and might not have lost as much as I originally thought I had which is good news.
0: Good, good. Um, awesome. I'll go through my week then quickly. So Monday kicked off. Monday lunchtime, I was in the office. So ran from there, picked up Parkrun, King Phil. On the way, we did, well, I did an hour at about seven tens Came up pretty sore from the long run the day before. Obviously, I did. At night, twenty miles a day for um, hilly, and I felt I felt okay, but when I started running, my ha- had a bit of like DOMS in my hamstring. So, um, it's kind of just one of those runs where there's no point in pushing the pace. So that's what we did. Monday, Tuesday, we recorded the pod late, and we went early. We went at six PM, so that meant I could jump on the treadmill. Afterwards, so I jumped on and did 15 minutes warm up, eight by three minutes off 75 seconds, which in reality is about 60, um, and then 15 minutes cool down. Now, this is where I should have written down the paces. I'm just going into my so it looks like I started first rep was at 5.10 pace and my last rep was at 4.59. So I had a guess. I started about 3.12 per kilometre and finished at about 3.05-ish. 3.04. Something like that. So I so like 5.07 to like 5.00. That's what I said, yeah, if you were listening. Start. No, you said in caves. 5.09. oh sorry okay (laughs) anyway try to um, reconvert you back yeah but it basically was a bit quicker than the week before when i did 10 by 2 minutes so i did 20 minutes of volume at kind of 10k intensity so this week did 24 minutes of volume at 10k intensity and was a little bit quicker so probably will progress on that and i imagine i'll probably do five minute reps tomorrow or four minute reps, <laughs> um, a bit like what, Shane.
1: So, so
2: is the thinking behind this just to sort of gradually build up this intensity?
0: Yeah i I know I can do sub sub threshold type progression runs, but I lack a bit of speed. So before I build on on working on threshold, I want to work on a bit of speed so that threshold is a bit more comfortable a bit quicker than where it currently is so that's where i always lack speed endurance like 5 10k pace is what drops off most for me um i can get the other stuff back pretty quickly but if i neglect this it will just i'll be i'll just be so stale for too long so yeah that's
1: that's generally i i find the same like that's I think, and that's I think, doing the long stuff. You that is the downside of it. it. I find it takes quite a lot of time to get, or a lot of not necessarily time, but you have to do a lot of work to get that back. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I think
2: a lot of marathon runners will struggle that when when you spend so long doing marathons, like the 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 longer aerobic stuff has to dominate because that's what you need to be really good at, right? Yeah. Um, anything faster than that is to try and make you a faster marathon runner. So, yeah, sometimes it can take a while. And as we all know, Aaron's never been blessed with speed either. No.
1: And you say,
0: you say that he's a lot faster than the fifteen 1500s.
2: Yeah, that's, that's true. We <laughs> still don't know
0: cool. how. Yeah. I, actually, I actually saw that video not so long ago, and you, you, I, don't, I don't know what happened to me in the last lap. I ran a 400 metre PB in that last lap.
2: I, I honestly think if if you can put that in the show notes for listeners to watch, Watching Aaron run that that five hundred meters, I still stand by it. It's his best ever performance. Yeah. And literally, if you want to see someone sprinting as fast as they can for the best part of four minutes, that <laughs> that's that's the time. The only other person who looked better than that was James Walsh. Do you remember?
0: Yeah. Um,
2: get get uh, it in the show notes.
0: I will. I'll try and dig it out off Finco somewhere. Um, as Shane said, like, look, a lot of this these weeks in this base type phase are pretty boring, but there's no point trying to be overly clever with it. Just get the work done that needs to be done. Um, And then you can add the icing on the cake when you need to sharpen up, I suppose. This is the ingredients phase. Anyway, um, so that's Tuesday. Wednesday, I, I ran... Back from the nursery, so Jenny's mum usually give, lends me the car. But I, I said I wasn't going to go into the office, so I just went with her, dropped Eliza off, and then ran back the long way from the nursery. I took a took a tour via Burley because Jenny has been working there this week, and waved at her buses, and she messaged me to say she was too busy. So. Good. Did you, did you wave at any superstars? Um, as you can see from the picture, there was absolutely no one there. They are okay. all behind the house, I think. So Is that, is that on the crown? Yeah. I was then going to run I think in the afternoon, but I'm still not at the stage where I'm, I'm not ready for doubles. I'm just a bit too tired. I just thought it's not going to help me. So You know what, though, Aaron?
1: I'm, like With with Rob's training, I don't do many doubles, and I actually
0: quite like it. I know, yeah i i I think it's fine, and I think I'm gonna like Shane said the other week. Probably get to like eighty odd before I start introducing them. So, yeah. Um. But it does mean you tend to need to do your single a bit longer. I think I only did. Yeah, yeah. Seven miles that morning, so that was that day. Thursday, I joined Ruth and Philippa. We did. I did nearly 11 miles, seven 18s. Oh, that was because I I thought we were meeting at 12.15. And it's about nearly two miles to get down to them. So I was going to leave at 12 to get there for 12.15. And I saw a text from Ruth saying she, this was like at 12, saying so she's going to be five minutes late. And I checked them and I saw that we were actually meant to meet at twelve. And I had to run down. So I think I probably ran a bit too quick down the hill to meet them. Um and then obviously started the run. And you know, when you've been running fast and people have just started their run, I was like jogging away from them and they were like, Yeah, you probably should slow down. So yeah. Friday I did a another progressive run. So I had a liar's one, Friday's when she napped, jumped on the treadmill. 3K warm-up. This week I did 15K progression. I think last week I did 12K in blocks of 4K. This week I did five blocks of 3K. Looking at this, I started, I want to say I went something like 3K at 350s, 3K at 340s, 3K at 330s, 3K at 320s, and then 3K at like 315-ish. Because I couldn't handle three k, three ten, pretty solid. Nine and a bit miles of progression. Um, so what's that? Twelve miles at sub six at five fifty seven, Josh. And that is good. Friday. So I have, big news. Run Monday, to Friday.
2: Huge news. Can what I just say it was, it was? What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Full moon.
0: You have Saturday off. so, <laughs> so Saturday. I'm gonna say I on,
2: on your progression one, it was nice to see the Aaron Scott tech support helping out Al Reed. I'm getting questions on your treadmills now. Are you are you gonna uh, a Noble Pro gonna pay you for
0: that? And they should do really, shouldn't they? I actually didn't get any discount on mine. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, up. my Noble, so with Swift, my my Noble Pro just links straight to Swift. You don't have to have any foot pod or anything. Um, it just Bluetooths to it anyway Sunday I it was minus six when I got in the car on Sunday morning and because it'd been freezing fog like every tree and every anything was like white and covered in frost so we joined I joined James and Ben well James was doing a I'd given him a a 15 mile progression but this loop we do is just under 10k and because we weren't sure if it's going to be icy or not I said look let's just do a three lap progression and in that last third lap we'll try and pick up the last mile to marathon pace so the plan was roughly to run a lap at 7.15s a lap at 6.50s a lap at 6.30s with the last mile being 6.20 um, to kind of go in like plus 50 seconds on marathon pace plus 30 seconds plus 15 and then a mile at marathon pace maybe and i think we actually ended up going a bit quicker the the first mile was absolutely horrific and i my face was so cold so yeah 20 miles 651s but yeah that was that's my week and because it was flat i've come off so much better off that run than the week before so what I hit, 68, I think.
2: Yeah, I got your 68 strong week.
0: So 10% progression on the week before. I'm gonna <laughs> go for the 15% progression this week to go to 80. You're getting some quality in as well, which is it's just not yeah. like just jogging. So I'm That's trying to better. get I'm trying to get two sessions. And to be honest, my plan was actually to do hilt, do Tuesday session, Thursday progression run, but light. Saturday Hills, but because I've had Eliza on both those Saturdays, I've not been able to get out. Right, Strava leaderboard. Josh won't have it up because he's on his. Phone. No, I
1: do. I do. I've got um, my computer. Yeah, this right. is right. Let's give this. Let's give this some proper time. The men, the men's leader this week. So it's Jasper the Flash. Unsurprisingly, he's pretty much top every week. One hundred and ninety miles. And whilst you guys have been chatting, I've been doing a little bit of digging into this because I was like, that is ridiculous. There's a couple of 35-mile days in there where he's where he's tripled and then double session days. That is mental. This guy, okay. okay. That's like Cam Levins esque
2: that's, that's 28 hours and 25 minutes worth of running.
1: Yeah,
0: unbelievable. He's doing Seville marathon by the looks of it. So uh, be interesting to it see. Four it. times. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad quality. Like I just clicked on today. Yeah, yeah. And he did three by eight k at three thirty per k. So it's like good quality stuff. Yeah, he's, he's certainly not jogging. Um, yeah, unbelievable.
1: Uh So that that's your men's leader. Uh, he dropped a couple of marathons in there as well.
0: Fair play. Um, what else just- we got Josh?
1: Uh, so I'm just going down to the lead lady. It's quite a low week for the women now, uh, for this week. It's Anna Bracegirdle, Just Pippin, Sally O'Gorman. So 83.4. We're um, down to 38th and 39th this week.
2: Uh, oh, I'll sub 7-minute mile Get in.
1: I'm going to uh, give um, Anna some love again for her average pace of the week. 6.45... Or 6.43, sorry. i got a lot Strong. of time for that.
2: Strong.
0: Crazy. Yeah, very good. Right. So, let's go to listener questions. We had a couple last week we didn't manage to cover. So, we'll do those now. First one from John Dart. Currently training for sub 3.15 at Manchester Marathon. Have a 20-mile race planned four weeks before... Should I attempt to run this at goal marathon pace or is it more beneficial to use as a progression run and end up at marathon pace? What are the pros and cons of each? So, do you know what's funny? I actually thought, I hadn't seen this question,
1: and I was doing my run today, and I can't remember what made me think about it, but do you remember the Oakley 20? Yeah. And I, I was thinking earlier, I was like, I think 20 miles at marathon pace is just a little bit too- too far these are the random stuff i think about when i'm running so that actually kind of answers that question i think 20 probably is a little bit too far at marathon pace personally but i think what i would probably do if that was me is you could probably do i don't know say 14 miles at marathon pace and a warm-up and a warm-down it's like three miles easy either side something like that or you could break it into like a box
0: I, session. I, I, I thought you said to say, just do blocks, but do it quicker. <laughs> our discussion today. Get um, wait, for, wait for a few more weeks. Um, go on, Shane. You go first.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, first thing, there's quite a lot of these um, races popping up now, like 20 milers, which is good. And it can be good preparation. Four weeks is quite close to the marathon, in my opinion. Uh, mainly because uh, four weeks you've basically there you're there you last two weeks of probably higher quality marathon sessions so i i personally wouldn't recommend a 20 mile race that close before if, if you're aiming for something like a 315 i'd probably go slower than marathon pace and just as josh says maybe i have a have blocks in there at marathon pace or just have a bit slower. So it's, it's a longer run, but use it as an opportunity to practice fueling, use it as an opportunity to practice, uh, just actually dealing, managing yourself in a racing situation. Um, that's the main thing. I do think it's highly contextual to how fast you want to run a marathon. Quite personally, the quicker you are for a marathon, the less distance I believe you can go at marathon pace because it, it becomes, marathon pace becomes quite a high percentage of intensity of your VO2 max. So someone like you two, you might be like 92% of your VO2 max might be marathon pace. So then if you tell someone to go and run for two and a half hours or two hours at 90%, that, that's quite a harsh demand on your body. Um. So I do think it depends. The quicker you are, I think you've got less scope to go further at marathon pace. So you just have to be a bit more creative with it I think but that being said it also depends on your powers to recover um, so John might have really good powers and actually just want to do 20 miles hard to give him a lot of confidence and as long as he recovered by race day it could work out alright what do you reckon Aaron?
0: Yeah I mean I'm, I'm obviously I think I've said it many times I'm very against 20 miles at race pace at, at any point in your training block really i if it's it's far too much you're right it is contextual like and exactly what you said was was correct it's also difficult to answer because has this have you john done uh 20 22 24 miles at easy pace yet um if you've not done that then you shouldn't be going to 20 miles at marathon pace you need to get those steadier, easy, long-volume sessions in first, um, which I appreciate is very tough to do because sometimes if if you're aiming for 3.15, you might be on a three-hour long run, which is a long time out. But, you know, I'd definitely do those first. Look, if you're going to do a 20-mile race, I've given quite a few people... um, I want to say four by four by four miles or four by six k, which is still a very hard big session. But I said, look, if you've entered the twenty mile and you want to do it, do those blocks of four by four miles. Say, start the first couple probably a little bit slower than goal marathon pace, kind of like marathon pace feel, which hopefully would it's actually a bit slower. Um, and then pick up the marathon pace towards the end. Mm-hmm. I think even if you're doing let's just say you're doing 20 mile well let's just say for me, I'm saying my marathon pace is 5.15. I'm doing a 20 mile race and I ran it at 5.25s and picked up towards the end at 515s. As Shane says that's going to take me two weeks, I think, to recover, if not more. Like you know, when you've raced at mar when you race 26 miles, think about how long that takes you to recover. So doing 20, like, what's the the need? And I always look back at, there's quite a few people, and myself included, the longest I went in a block was 15, I think 14, 15 mile at marathon pace. I think it was 25K once, which was 15 and a half. And that's only an hour, what was that, an hour, Twenty, I've made that, Hour thirty. I just, I think people do it for confidence, but I don't necessarily feel like you need to do it. Maybe just believe in the the training philosophy you've you've been working towards. Well, say, Aaron, believe in the process. I just think, yeah, probably probably a bit too much, but hard to answer. Anyway, um, second question comes in from Lee Garrett. What is the most effective taper you have experienced? Josh,
1: Hmm. Um,
0: and this doesn't have to be smart. Just in general, no, no, no.
1: It it definitely won't be for marathon. Um, So I'm gonna. I'm thinking of the rate, the two races that I would probably say my best are Speedway 10k and uh, probably uh, Speedway 10k, Gloucester 10 miles, and Grey North. And I think for all of them, I did a pretty steady run on the Thursday before the race so all of those races would have been on Sunday um, I mean and the rest of the week I think for me was is not so important but I think this day stood out because I'd probably do six miles between sort of 5.30 and six minute miling um, and then I'd probably do some like quite quick 200s afterwards I then the rest of the week I mean these were times where I was probably running my easy run similar to what I'm running now so nearer six minute miles and sevens and so basically just a little bit more quality. I like, I, I generally found that if I run a bit slower in race week, especially I feel quite lethargic, um, a sort of a normal session on Tuesday, maybe a little bit quicker, something probably five, 10 K pace. And I definitely remember for both of the longer races of the 10 mile and a half, I didn't drop my mileage massively. So the week, of the great North, I still did 90 miles that week. Um, I think I dropped a little bit more for the 10k, but um, yeah, I think I personally don't like changing a whole amount, just dropping the volume of the quality probably a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting to say that about the Thursday session, because it's actually something I've raced best off. Even I've had a Saturday night race. Mm. Nick always used to make me do a Thursday progression run. Only 10, 10, 10. Like thirty minutes. Yeah. But I'd progress from six fifteens to about five twenties and then also do four by two hundred afterwards. And that's when I've raced my best five K's, like and that's only four to eight hours out. And I've I've also done a Tuesday session, but the Tuesday session's always quite light, like I think some, even as light as like two by three minute, two minute, one minute or something, just get some leg turnover or yeah because I don't think that's going to tie you out really it, it's like a steady run
1: so you should be you shouldn't be it's it's taking different. too much fatigue it, but it,
0: it's getting your legs turning over isn't it yeah it's, it's also dependent on what what you've been doing like I was coming off the back of 120 130 mile weeks so dropping down yeah. to 60 miles with a bit more intensities I'm gonna feel fine. But I think about that now. If I, well, I think about this week. Let's so say last week I did sixty-eight miles. That would be a, a race taper week. But if I did that now, that wouldn't be a taper week. <laughs> so, so it'd be asking a stress function. Yeah. Depends where you're at. But but yeah, I, I do like, um, I do like keeping it certain things, a bit especially marathon race week. I think I tell all my athletes that Monday and Tuesday run. I don't want them to jog. I only give them like 45 minutes to an hour depending on who they are or 35 minutes to an hour. But I always give it probably 15 to 30 seconds per mile quicker than they do their normal easy runs just because I don't want them to feel stale. Um Yeah, so, yeah, that's exactly it. But come especially Marathon Race Week Thursday, Friday, Saturday just Jog as slow as you want. I don't care. Anyway, Shane.
2: Yeah, I mean the number one rule I normally tell clients is just do do what you want to do. Just don't be a prat. Um, so for me, I guess it, it what what constitutes being a prat within the taper, um, and it's just it sounds completely obvious, like like yeah, but just don't do too much. Um, I'm a big fan of trying to stop. I, I drop people's easy running. similar errands I didn't just do less easy running. So if somebody's doing sixty to seventy minute easy runs, they'll go down to thirty to forty. um <clears throat> excuse me with sessions again, it's like actually increase the recovery time. So I tend to work off like a a, a work to rest ratio. So if you're doing a one minute effort of work, um, a one-to-one ratio will be one-minute recovery. So if you were to do 10 by a minute, and it's typically you'd have one-minute recovery between those efforts, have two or three minutes recovery. Um, Slightly drop the intensity so you're still moving well and moving fast, but not so you're moving to the point where you're exerting a high effort. So it could be if you're normally, again, doing minute efforts and a hard session, drop it to 30 seconds at the pace you would normally do a minute. So just like take away... 20%, whether it's 20% of easy running, 20% of the effort, so that you're not going into red zone. Um, but mostly I, I think I do think it's dangerous to 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 do very little, especially if you work in a desk job, because our our bodies will adapt to the positions we dominate. So if you're someone who normally runs for seven hours a week and you work best part of six to eight hours a day sat in a chair if you take away that seven hours and you run for two hours you've taken away a good bit of remedial work that your body probably needs in general never mind from a training perspective so sometimes you do too little you can go into that race and you can feel awful um most effective taper i've experienced no idea i used to be extremely enigmatic enigmatic in my performances as you will both
0: clap me i was about to say the Wouldn't you say that's true though, there is no there is no set taper because I've the amount of different session I've prescribed athletes in that taper week is probably infinite. Like <laughs> right. I'm always tweaking them because there's not one that works for everyone.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's not. And the short answer is there's not one that will always work for you either, um, as a runner. Like Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the main thing is you just, you have to do whatever you can to get to race day feeling good. And, you know, again, prioritise sleep, food, that type of thing. Try and take stress out of your life. If you're doing, sometimes if you're doing a race abroad, like a marathon, it can help if you're not travelling with family or going with family. If you take your family, you've got an added stress. So you might want to run less because you've got family to deal with. Like, there's no set procedure. Look at your own setup look at your own sort of, uh, I call it life load. So there's things you've got going on outside of training. Look at that first, fit in your training around it and just think, how can I best navigate running this week so that I do enough to feel good yeah. um, and not too much to sort of work too hard?
0: Yeah, because I think it is very important to keep your routine probably as I think Josh touched on it. You've said it. Especially that I always find that last two weeks of marathon—we're talking about marathon now—the last two weeks before marathon are often the hardest points to motivate myself to run. Because yeah, work, I agree, your work's done, and you're kind of just like ticking over to race day, and you you've dropped the volume, so you've got like more time on your hands, and then you just start procrastinating about I'll go out later, and then it becomes a bit of a. a tr- I actually remember one tuesday before a marathon i did i went up to the track and i hadn't decided i for whatever reason i think i I was being coached by a previous coach and he hadn't given me the session so i made i was making up a session i needed to do and because i hadn't decided it i just got involved with some of what the groups are doing and i remember putting it on Strava, and it was like some 400s some 600s and i was like I lost my head. I have no idea what I did. <laughs> like, it was far too much. So you've got to have a, I think having a clear plan and keeping to a routine is key. Anyway, um, I think we've answered that one. So we'll move into some news. Last week, I mentioned in my intro that Mark Scott had moved to NM running, then failed to talk about it in the running news. So as you're probably all aware, Mark Scott has moved to NM running and a few people are, are moving to to NN, um, Mark was based in the US for a good few years, um, with Barrowman Track Club and his former coach Jerry, Sh- um, Schumacher. Um, but he's joining NN and working with Patrick Sang, I believe. So potentially Kip Chogi hookup. Um, so I wouldn't. Oh, be... they're going on a date. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised if we see Mark towing the line at a marathon in the very near future
2: right quick question if you were to go on a date with Elliot Kitchogi, what gift would you take him
0: and why he's actually do what I saw he's a brand ambassador for some like lifestyle company he's their brand you know like they get brand ambassadors who are usually like a footballer or whatever Elliot Kitchogi is the brand ambassador for his company anyway Josh, you answer the question. I'll find who is Dan um, Brian the best of I have absolutely no idea. I can't
1: imagine why. I can't possibly imagine
0: why. Some sort of book, I think, would be he'd probably enjoy. Got it. So, t- so techno mobile, which is like a, a smartphone, like Apple. Elliot Kipchoge is the brand i <laughs> <Ablaffler> for best of <laughs>
1: Amazing, fantastic. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, so maybe I get him an iPhone. Right. <laughs> Let's move to some results. Uh we'll start with some cross country. There's the well, the cross cup in Belgium. I think there's a few. Is there just one of these races? There's a few in the winter. Anyway, the the Brits only a few. The Brits seem to send um teams out there. And I know in the past like the South region and Midlands and North have also said teams. So they're always pretty well represented by Brits. Um, senior women's race, which was 8K. Uh, Megan Keith took the third position. Um, she was only eight seconds off the winner, who was the Eritrean Rahal Daniel, who I believe won Car- She only won Cardiff Cross. I seem to feel like I mentioned her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be right, actually, there. Anyway, Amelia Quirk was sixth. Sarah Aston ninth and Alex Milliard eleventh. Now the men's race, which was only over nine k, Ned Potter was fifth. I don't know anything about Ned, so Josh, do some googling. Yeah, was yeah. Um, he was only thirty nine seconds off the leader, Uh, Joe Wigfield eighth, and Joe's stepped up. He was a primarily an eight hundred meter runner, I think Joe, and he's he had a good performance in Valencia last week, twenty eight. Fifty forty four. Um yeah, that, that, was his it, debut. that was a was
2: a phenomenal ten k debut.
0: Yeah, especially for an eight hundred. I'm pretty sure he was primarily an eight hundred meter runner. Yeah, I think he probably said is, to be honest. Um, well, no, he stepped he's up. just doing a bit. Of... He stepped up, I believe, because uh, okay. he did uh Cabbage Patch ten mile as well. Um, so it I've I've read somewhere he's stepping up. Um. Jack Gray was 17th, and Andrew Milligan, 20th. It's um, so a Frenchman, Jan Scrub. Shrub took the win. Um, any news on Ned Potter? Yeah,
1: Ned. So he runs for Newman, Essex. Uh looks like he goes to Loughborough, under 23. So, I mean, he's, he's run 14-10, 351
0: uh, But that does look like it's good.
1: Well, with, yeah, uh, he's...
0: he's- 15, 17 seconds ahead of Joe, who's just run twenty-eight. So that's a yeah. Early. I'm
1: just seeing, I'm just seeing if he's done any other cross countries this year. He was sixteenth at Sefton Park uh, as the Liverpool.
0: Well, that's pretty okay. solid, pretty solid run. So this, I think, is a a big start of a breakthrough, maybe from Ned. So we we'll probably see his name, yeah. Hopefully, in the next couple of months when we look at cross country results. Um, yeah, yeah. and I'll just say most of those
1: people you called out those results were round for England as well yeah
0: back to the roads um and Farnborough winter half marathons on this weekend gone it must have been cold because I think the whole country is cold so um not sure how I see it was but Robbie Simpson took the win in 65 23 for his fastest half marathon since February 2020. Robbie finished. Did he get bronze at Commonwealth on the Gold Coast? I think so. Yeah, because Kev was four. Kev Seward was four. <clears throat> um, yeah. Robbie, Robbie Simpson got bronze. Um. So. Yeah, he's come south of the border, back on the roads, off the mountains. Um. Dan Ryan um, was behind him in sixty-five thirty-nine. That's a good run from Dan. I was gonna say it's his first half since twenty seventeen, so he must have I don't know if he's been injured. Uh, so, he's been, I think he's been running quite well recently. Um you can you can finish off those results, Josh, and I'll just look at that. Uh, yeah. Um and then Alex Poynton was third in sixty-seven oh four. And then
1: in the women's uh Hannah Pullen um finished just ahead of Kelly Edwards in 7835 to 9.00. And then the third place was Lauren Cooper in 79.05. And then there was a 5K as well. Um, so the men's winner was Ross Wallingford in 1642. And the women's winner was Rebecca sl- Sleep. I'd say Sleep, but it's sl- Sleep. Sleep. Sleep.
0: I'd yeah,
1: say Sleep, yeah.
0: 1740. Anyway, let's move on to some accurate results. I know I can trust Fred Hughes, 10, 10 miler. In St Albans. Scott Cousins took the win at 49.38 and Kate Rennie took the win at 59.56. Um that's a good good uh good run from Scott. Yeah, solo, completely solo. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, he's back to form. I think he had a few injuries latter part of last year, so good to see him back. Um and I've put one more result well, I've got two more results, but the first is Steve Vernon, known as coach these days, shows he's still got some quality. Now, it says it was a five-mile trail race, and he ran 24-15. I'm doubting it was a five-mile trail race, but still the fact is, he's still out there. Once you get him on the mud, there's no stopping him. (laughs) Crazily good cross-country runner, Steve Vernon. Um, so yeah uh, and Ellie Kirk took the win in 27.09 um, in that Alderley Park 5 mile trail race and a couple of indoor results from the States the UK lead for 3000 metres was improved by Scott Beattie in 750 Um and Isaac Akers ran he improved his lifetime best to 754 for the Corby a C athlete. Um I think that's about it, boys. Rounded up pretty quickly. Any other results that you saw or is that it?
2: It looks as though Isaac Acres okay, did a mile at the same meet in four oh one.
0: Yeah. I did have that in my notes. Just glanced over it. Yeah, trying to it show is. up trying to show up my that like, so I know he's from Corby. <laughs> <laughs> do, you
1: remember when, when, do you remember when he was probably I remember when he was like under fifteen? No,
0: so I back screenshot I like, didn't I screenshot this dude you a week. So North Mids Cross Country, I ran yeah. in about 2013 and looked, scrolled to the results. I think it's the under it like the under 13 boys, under eleven boys, was Hugo Milner and Isaac Akers dominating the <laughs> <Uber>. where <laughs> yeah. They probably couldn't beat me back then, they'd stick them in the senior race. Hugo would have definitely been taller than you back then.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So that's it. What's anything coming up? So southern, northern. Yeah, I think it'll be
1: regionals this weekend.
0: You're not visiting uh, the north, Shane. No, those days are over.
2: I think it's time to accept that I'm no longer a cross country runner.
0: Where where are the Northerns?
2: I think they're in uh, Chester. Are they? Yeah. So I was tempted to do them because I thought I, it's very rare at, at our age to to do a course that you haven't done before. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just could be asked to enter, so didn't
0: bother.
1: Southerns, do you know where they're at, Josh? Uh, well, they weren't Parliament Hill last year, so I believe they'll be Parliament Hill. Yeah, they know me. To do it. To, they do it basically every year Parliament Hill's Nationals it's not Southerns and vice versa
0: Is it still 15k the Southerns?
1: As far as I'm aware
0: I find it bizarre they've not dropped it might, but... I might have to do it I can't, to get going. I can't think of anything worse than running 15k across country around Parliament Hill
2: Please yeah. do the Southerns, Josh Please <laughs>
0: Not this year,
1: but I wouldn't. I'd like to. I'd I've like to do you,
0: it. I've seen you run cross country, Josh. You've got no chance. I'm not,
1: no, I'm not. I'm not too bad if it's not that muddy. When does that happen?
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, my partner here, especially. You need. You need. Why, cross why cross end up happening? Cross country race in October. You need in Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> what happened normally
1: is if I do cross country because my legs come up so high, I can actually flick mud over my own head like quite easily happens quite a lot so yeah I, I'm like wheel spinning don't you don't you wear like numbers. track spikes as well and like six mils oh yeah everyone wears track spikes yeah. not six mils get some victories on 15 k. I actually the last time I did Parliament I wore victories
0: mm, probably why I've got a bad Achilles <laughs> so I bet the Mid- the Midlands are probably at Woolerton like normal could be wrong um, but yeah interesting to see some of those any other road races this weekend
1: Um, not that I'm aware of I think we have probably got another week and then you've got Bucks Cross uh, this week you might have a couple of indoor races that are starting to creep up uh,
0: yeah in... so I think we're about four weeks out from Seville Marathon so yeah
1: and if my, my master plan which I'm not going to completely announce but I'm planning to be on in Spain around that time, actually, so that weekend.
0: All right, what's happening in your life next week then, Shane, um, Shane Josh?
1: Um, what's happening? I think on Thursday I'm going to go to London. Um. But other than that, not too much. I need to try and get back running really properly, which is it's quite frustrating. Because my legs are actually are fine. Even running today, they felt fine. Like you, do you know what the first few steps this morning was? You know when you haven't run for like a week, and your legs are a little bit like
0: jelly. I've the first got few I steps. no sympathy for you. I've seen the pace of your run. <laughs> Just run yeah, easy, but
1: no, because it's like it doesn't matter how fast you run. The first few steps are like you are running like jelly. But no, actually, when you get going, I feel alright. Um, so yeah, good. my Probably my, good my good aim is that. by. Sorry.
0: Apart from your ribs hurt.
1: Yeah, apart from that. Um, if I can get back doing sessions by the end of the week, I would be pleasing. Uh, but other than that, yeah, pretty boring week,
0: really. Um, Shane, what's going on in your life?
2: Um, what's going on in my life? Uh, back to reality, I think. Just got plenty of work to do, catch up on. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 tempted to. This could take some time, but I'm tempted to scroll the socials and add up since the latest um disruption in the coaching world that we discussed last week. To add up how many runners have decided they think they can start coaching. Um, <laughs> so I think, I think we'll comfortably be into double figures,
0: and yeah. there might rant about it. Other than that, I think absolutely mad, isn't it? Um Now, I forgot to, I forgot to say earlier that the post I put up on Saturday, maybe, about what was your favourite Super shoot, probably got the most responses I've ever had to anything I've ever posted on social. <laughs> um, so, let's just give a flavour of a couple of these. Um What we got the Lunar Racer, good shoe. Um, Never tried that one, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, an, an iconic Aaron Scott look was his white calf socks and his yeah. Lunar
1: Racers.
0: Yeah. I love the Lunar <laughs> Racer. The, the first Lunar Trainer, the white one with the green, like mid, bright green midsole. Absolutely banging shoe.
2: Best shoe I've ever had, ever.
0: Anyway, um, let's go back to some shoes. What we got? Lunar Races, ASIC's Hyperspeed was mentioned a few times. I'm not sure on that, boys. Um that Anthony Johnson. Yeah. Piranhas, good shoe. ASIC's Piranha, like that. Um, had a couple for Mizuno. One was a Mizuno shoe you could scrunch up in your hands. Alex, was it like the Wave Universe or something? Air Mariah, very good shoe. Going old school now. This is pre pre two thousands almost. Um uh, I'm having is, to Google that one. Yeah, good very good shoe. Yeah, I'm looking at ASIC's tiger Pop, Steve <laughs> Robertson. Steve, you weren't <laughs> around in the 60s lad. Um
1: well, one shoe you've not said Aaron that I, I know is on that list a lot is the Nike street.
0: Yeah, stre- streak LT, um Socony A6, A8. One response here, has Josh ever had a good haircut? <laughs> fair, valid point. Um, but I honestly think, looking at this, Lunar Race is probably probably the winner. Um, it was, to be fair, it was probably the first super shoe without being a carbon shoe. It was very different.
2: I'd agree with that, yeah. I always think as well, looking at a, some of Nike's shoes back then, they were so far ahead... In terms of like design as well, than any other brand, like you, you could you could pull that that lunar trainer we spoke about and the lunar racer, you could put them on a shelf now and it wouldn't be out of place. Um, they were very good at innovating back then,
1: yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave it back then, Shane. <laughs> what do they do since then? <laughs> Nothing,
0: put <laughs> all their funds.
1: One well, thing, actually, I have uh, I have thought that, um. Has excited me this week so far. The Invincible Three is now on the Nike website. That is probably the most exciting news that I'll have all
0: month. Right, boys, that's about it for this week. Speak again next week. Bye. Yeah. So there, guys.